Today on the Shrewd Dudes Podcast, we are going to talk about a bunch of different things. Many things. In our This Week in Satire segment, we're going to talk about how the State of the Union was just one massive dumpster fire. But then again, so is the United States, so is Canada, and so is the world. Which makes our rant of the week, talking about how nuclear war might not be avertable, slightly less devastating. Because everything else is already a dumpster fire. So a nuclear war, you know, it won't add that much. Don't worry, we have ways to protect, you'll see. We have ways to protect, yep, that's why I still talk about that. Then, in a segment about social credit systems. Mm. Why are they terrible? You'll find mm. out. Because they are terrible. Truly, That's truly the... horrendous. It's a way to make bullying and complying so much easier. And speaking of bullying, our douche of the week is a collective douche of transgender bullies who can get away with almost anything because, guess what? <gasps> They're transgender and have a high social credit score. Nice Otherwise segue. known as being high on the victimhood pyramid. Top. And then finally, in our should check, which is at the end of the segment, which is different. So, Whoa. switching it around. I know, keeping you on your toes. <laughs> We're going to talk about misinformation, disinformation, and everything involving conspiracies and how the establishment uses those words to control us. Hmm. All of that and more on the Shrewd Dudes Podcast. Do it. Okay, we are back on the Thursday. Nicely done. I know. He, moved, he upgraded from the uh, Captain Holt charisma to the, um, uh, oh crap, I had it. Um, Morgan Freeman charisma. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he kind of upgraded to the Morgan Freeman kind of level charisma. Yeah. You, Jim yeah. Carrey. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't like Andy Dufresne. You know, in fact, I didn't think much of him the first time I laid eyes on him. Yeah. Oh, there was a, there was a segment. I'll, I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. It's like a okay. robot chicken sketch narrated by Morgan Freeman. And how Morgan <laughs> Freeman crashes, crashes his, like, Nissan Ultima. And it's just like, <laughs> I know that I'm a rich man, but I still own a 95 <laughs> Nissan Ultima. Oh, yeah. And I was slightly <laughs> out of control, and I wrapped that car around a tree. Did and I care? Miss, no, because I am Morgan Freeman. And Miss Daisy, <laughs> she didn't make it. She was just too old. <laughs> yeah. So it's it was it was somewhat entertaining. It's been a long time since I've watched it, but it's like, yeah, they actually I, got Morgan I, Freeman to narrate this. Oh, uh, so good, so good. <laughs> yeah, but before we go into the stories and everything that's going on, how was your day in the past couple of days? Oh, I had a day off today. I just got to so did stick I. around and do a lot of like uh, catching up on a lot of errands, man. It's amazing how productive you I can be. I did some errands too. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like, I've been going into, like, it's been, I, you don't get as many nasty looks when you go into stores now. Yeah, it's nice. But it's still, like, 65 per, to 70% masked. Yeah, I figured it was going to be that way. That that didn't shock me at all. See, that it's shocked me like, a little bit. I'm just like, no, not at all. What? No, no, last summer, 
last summer when they made a big big deal about how they were gonna like end the mask mandate, even then, like I still didn't see like a ton well, of people like, without masks. I didn't see a ton of people last time because last time, like there was a giant hubbub about how like we need how the releasing the restrictions was erroneous and irresponsible mm. because oh mm. like the delta variant and all these things right. were still very prevalent and it's like okay yeah but now it's like well everybody knows that the vaccine is useless and that omicron is do they do they really real... okay well do they understand they that think they don't understand it but they mm. realize the vaccine doesn't offer as complete of protection as mm. once verified of course yes of course. The problem is that people have been trained so much. Oh yeah, I know. Become, it's just brainwashing. They, they've been trained. They, no, they've been trained like trained seals. Oh, I know. They, they 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 can't even. They don't even know how to function. Yeah. Without. I, I like the I like the Matt Walsh solution. It's just like, yep. If you see a child wearing a mask, you should just go up to them, be like, "Hey there, you don't have Let to wear that." that. For you. Be like, you don't have <laughs> to wear that anymore. And if your parent mm -hmm. tells you to wear it, they're a moron. <laughs> well, it's like that, that yep. like the the Ron DeSantis uh, story. Oh yeah, that became please, like, please take off the mask. Biggest deal. It's like, and he's like, I like, guess you can still wear it if you have, like, if you really if you want, want to, to. but please take them off. Like, it's just COVID hysteria. Such a big deal oh, the parents it. were just like, "How dare he put my children at risk?" And the children are just like, "Okay, uh, cool. Okay, cool. I don't have to wear this. Cool, cool. Yep. All right, sounds good. Yeah." But yeah, the, the thing is, like, you know, I don't know. I think people are, there's literally going to be people who will never take that mask off. They're, they're, it's like a safety blanket. Oh, it it's is like a safety lines. blanket. They, they can never stop, like, like holding on to their safety well, blanket. Well, and so much of it has to do with the establishment being, like, and, the, like, they'll speak these declarations in public. Like, when yep. they say on The View, it's, just like, Joy Behar is just, like, I think I'm going to wear my mask outside indefinitely. And then you see her oh, at, like, a party, and it's just, like, mm -hmm. you're not wearing your mask. Mm -hmm. Yep, you're just. And you a can liar. tell that they don't believe it either. So. Oh, I know they don't believe it either. And of course, you look at like the Super Bowl or any of these All Star games. None of them are wearing yeah. masks because they don't care. They don't believe it. They understand that is garbage and it's totally, totally make believe. And yeah. speaking of make believe, well, I was going to say, speaking of garbage, we're going to talk about this week in satire. Well, so, I mean, well, people who don't believe the nonsense coming out of government. <laughs> yeah. Well, either or, either way, yeah. it works. So State of the Union will just be a 90-minute broadcast. And this is how it went, basically. Yeah. yeah, State of the Union was on Tuesday night. We did not cover it on Tuesday night. We're going to briefly cover it here because we have to. 90-minute <laughs> broadcast of Dumpster Engulfed in Flames. Now, of course, this is from prior to the State of the Union, but this is basically how the State of the Union worked. Pretty well. Yeah. The only moment in the State of the Union that was actually like, huh, neat, was when, uh, who was it? It was that one representative that like, just oh, like the, called Biden uh, out. Marjorie, Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene and there was another, there was another Girl, woman. Her. Yeah, there was another. So they they, they both yelled out to be like, what about the 13 service members who died because you're botched Afghanistan? And yeah, then yeah. all the Democrats are like, boo. And it's like, oh, Dare you interrupt How our... dare you interrupt our glorious, incompetent, decrepit president to remind people that this guy was an idiot and botched the Afghanistan evacuation so badly that yeah. not only did 13 people die, but that 
tens of thousands of well 13 servicemen died yeah. but tens of thousands of gani people died because and america, and america yeah a whole bunch it was just terrible anyways yep. so from the story from the babylon b white house has announced joe biden will be skipping out this year's state of the union address which will instead feature a 90 minute broadcast of the dumpster engulfed in flames See, Both I houses of that. I really would have enjoyed that. It would have been it's like the like... Christmas log, and then you yeah, throw the it like log. them throwing in random bits of garbage to it's see like, how it burns. <laughs> It'd be watchable. A homeless people in there, like Ooh, like, no. like street cats, and you know whatever else. And all like that. I know that I know that the federal government doesn't care that much about homeless people, but that might be a little too public of a declaration that they hate homeless people. <laughs> It would be right right in line with the Democrats, you know, and how they think about things. But like, yeah. oh, this person's useless. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure if it was put on by the Democrats, then it'd be like, we're gonna throw in a Nazi, and it's just like you're throwing in Ted Cruz. Yeah, to us he's a Nazi. Exactly. Eh, no. Get it. Get Anyways. It. Both houses of Congress are expected to assemble as usual as the raging dumpster fire roars into a microphone. House Sergeant at Arms William J. Walker will light the dumpster as the commencement of the address. Members of Congress are then expected to applaud in a partisan manner as the cathartic flames burn brightly into the night. It's kind of like the Olympic flame. You know, somebody comes in, yep. like, you know, light the Olympic flame, you know, gets it going. So according to so sources, this is the first act of Biden's presidency to receive genuine bipartisan support. Congressional Democrats feel the move to a dumpster fire is fitting, given that the president can't string two sentences together and Republicans are planning to boo anything anyway. That, that that probably is accurate, you know. Because, oh, I like, know. It would have been like improvement. Anything other than what he said is not. Yeah. So this is we don't expect much difference in this year's State of the Union compared to previous years. Explained Press Secretary Jen Psaki. No one's uh, going to watch it, and then political pundits will read way too much into it as usual. NBC reporter Peter Alexander asked, "Isn't this just a waste of everybody's time?" Psaki was unable to hide her displeasure with the question. The president feels, and I agree. The people are ready for some honest answers. We feel that a flaming pile of garbage best articulates what the president is trying to convey at this point in time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Experts believe it will become one of the highest rated State of the Union addresses ever as viewers yeah. tune in to see if the fire will get out of control and burn down the Capitol building. <laughs> designated survivor! Designated survivor! Yeah, designated survivor. But then, of course, you have freedom tunes that spoofs it in their own little way and it's great yeah jack i'm here i'm here to tell you about the state of the union man uh oh okay so what state is the union in mm -hmm. American manufacturing. That's what you plan on doing. That's not the state the union is in. Uh, but Pat, Pat's gonna pay you hundred thirty dollars to work work in the fields of dreams. We're gonna build our Michael chips here. Uh huh. But, but what state is the union in now? Uh, I, I'm gonna give universal child care, free babies for everyone to care about. Joe, what state is the union in? We're gonna lower inflation without without Joe, cutting wages. I need you to we're gonna, tell me we're gonna get the, the police what they the need, union. man. We're gonna make what sure those cops always the got the stuff in. they need to get the Joe, job done. We're gonna, gonna scare the burger. We're gonna right build now. a wall. That was Trump's idea. The wall just got ten feet taller. What is the state of the union right now? 
I'm gonna cure cancer, man. <laughs> I'm gonna cure cancer, man. We're screwed. We're screwed. <laughs> yep. We are screwed. So, so, so basically, like, uh, for anyone who didn't watch the State of the Union, uh, the easiest way to summarize it is that President Biden or former Vice President uh, Biden basically decided that he was going to avoid all of the really bad things uh, that he did president. Uh, and they broke almost making promises. So State of the Union is meant to like be a time for a president to basically talk about all of his accomplishments over the last year. That's what Trump did. Trump always talked about all of the things that he was able to do. And same with Obama, same with everyone else. Biden basically had to avoid a ton of things that he was responsible for. And he had to rely on lies. And then he ultimately, like the majority of his like talks were about promises. Promises for, oh, we're going to cure cancer. Oh, we're going to give you universal health care. Oh, we're going to build infrastructure. Oh, we're going to do all these amazing things. We're going to close the borders. Like, like everything was just, he couldn't actually talk about like, because he's he's had one of the worst presidencies, first years, in like of all presidents, it was yep. absolutely like insane, and so that's what he relied on. That's what that's why Freedom Tunes is mocking that because that's what he did. He basically just relied on promises rather than actually talk about what he. Did. And so yeah, you didn't miss much. No, you but really but he, there, there were some wonderful little moments. Like he basically talked about the the proud people. Of you know the Iranian people and how they Oof, they did stand yep. strong, and he talked about the, um, uh, the what, what's it called like uh, the the bunch of people or something like that. It's uh, oh like he he, yeah. he made all sorts of gaffes. So yep. I recommend if you haven't had a chance to like watch it, don't watch it. Watch the Ben Shapiro recap of it, yep. or if you want to watch the whole thing and not 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 like stab yourself in yep. the eyeball, slitting your wrists and stuff like that. Right, uh, maybe watch the Stephen. Uh, did a live stream. Yeah, um, and whatever you do, don't turn it into a drinking game. You will go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> that was so bad, hey. Yeah, they basically they made they made a horrible decision. They're like, no, no, what have we done? It's like, like oh. the, it's like the butt um decision. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that from like uh, how I met your mother. They re- like Robin picked up that what they were doing, so she kept. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Like, no, it's no, a trap. Sorry, we sorry. have to, sir. It's the rules. It's the rules. <laughs> and then she shows up the next day with an with a megaphone. How's oh, everybody God. doing? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> if you have, if you've never seen the uh that the episode of How I Met Your Mother, it's brilliant. It is funny. That's it was, yes, it was that is basically what happened. But, and we yeah, do we're have not to cover it detail because it's just, yeah. it's a lot, but it's, it's a just, lot. It's yeah. been covered better. It's been covered better by a lot of other people. So yeah, definitely recommend those people. Yeah, but something that we're going to try cover but and cover better than other people is the subject of the rants of the week. So let's jump right into that. Red alert. <laughs> So the subject of the rants of the week is things in Ukraine and things due to the Russian invasion are getting worse and worse and worse. Hmm. And it seems as though everything that the governments have been doing is escalating the situation 
and all the things which we want to do, because we want to try and protect the people of Ukraine, we want to try and prevent, like, the conquering of another nation by a totalitarian dictator, we cannot do, or at least we're taking a significant pause before we take action because of the threat of nuclear war. So basically the rant of the week, if I... What to do about Ukraine? Yes. Because this is happening. Well, it's, it's more it's what like, to do about Russia. Yeah, what to do... Like, well, I mean, what to do about this conflict? Because, yes, what to do like, about the conflict. Which, yeah. like, if Russia was not involved, then there wouldn't be a conflict because Ukraine was perfectly happy just to be by themselves. Yeah, Which Ukraine, Vladimir oh, Putin wanted to reassemble the former Soviet system, and he has Belarusian support, which huh, makes it a little more scary. Another dictator who wanted to claim former. Actually, you know, this isn't even. Oh, this isn't even the rant of the week. This is this is the funny story. This is the interlude, the funny interlude story. So Ukrainians taping looters to lampposts as they try um, to capitalize on the Russian invasion. Oh, nicely done. <laughs> this is like I saw this story and I thought it was so funny. They resorted to taping of looters to telephone poles and lampposts after local media reported a rise in looting amid the Russian invasion. Oh, look! I have to say this: like we should definitely incorporate that here. I'd be all down for this. <laughs> oh, I know. Look at the Batman approach to how to fight crime. Yeah. Oh, like, it would be so awesome if this is what happened to BLM. Be yep. like, the, oh, there's, like, rioting and looting and burning streets and be like, the next morning you just have every lamppost has three people tied to it. <laughs> or taped to it. <laughs> taped to it with a giant sign from your friendly neighborhood gun owner. For <laughs> <laughs> the police. <laughs> There you go. It's like that guy who, um, Dark Knight, that Batman went to like China again. He like yeah, light up on the on basically on the uh, on the street. Yeah, for like the cop pickup. Or like, Gordon. Yeah, that's, yeah. This is what you. I mean, I get it. Like you know, people are opportunists. Want to encourage vigilantism, but no, but like well, right now, like in the current situation that Ukraine is in. Like this is the guy yeah. who's been who was caught looting and is pants. Like <laughs> you have a system in which, yes, you want to fight off the Russians. You're not double checking if anybody you're giving weapons to is legit. Mm -hmm. And so their fellow, what's keeping them in check is their fellow Ukrainians. They're yeah. like, nope, you're looting, and we're gonna stop you. We're gonna beat the crap out of you, and then we're gonna tie you with yeah. tape or with saran wrap or whatever. We're gonna pants you. So you're thoroughly embarrassed. And yeah, like the cops yeah. the cops are corrupt anyway. So it's it's yeah. more of like a this is vigilante justice because the justice system in Ukraine is just so terrible. And no, no, of course no, no, I, well I, it's add on I, to the Russian I, system, to the Russian like invasion. I, no, I disagree with this. I think what happens is this is a perfect example of like a time where you actually like okay, it's like speaking of an emergency like you know, crisis. This actually qualifies. You're on. You're under attack. Your nation. Yeah. Every every vital service like courts and mm -hmm. police services is, are put on hold. Is, yeah. Put them because on. you're on, you're under attack. You're under war. Every police officer has likely been recruited yeah. in order to basically back up the army that's basically fighting the Russians. But as a result, 
you martial law is actually like like made for times like this. Yep. This is why nations have martial law. This is why nations have saying that you have to have emergency powers. Like you know, we always talk about how emergency powers are abused by governments for times that are emergencies. This is the actual time where emergencies actually count. Yeah. You have to take completely different methods in order to maintain some level of law. So I think that this is a legitimate use of oh, yeah. uh, vigilante justice, totally. where the people have to somehow fill the gaps that the police and the army can't fill. And so this is, I think this is absolutely uh, necessary and vital. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of, of um, like, poorly done and probably a lot we talked about last week the like uh setting up chats yeah right and taking the you know like in and abusing them and all that you're, you're gonna see this but this cherry fill in some yeah gap that exists and so this is like one of the few times this is legitimate um and this is like a proper use of force yes i say yeah, yeah. And I would like I would even go a little bit further that yes, this is an appropriate use of force. And like the Ukrainian police system, like even if you commit a serious crime in Ukraine and like other nations where corruption is rampant, uh-huh. you can pay the cops to bribe them to look the other way. Hmm. So in those kind of situations, vigilante justice is far more justified. Well, and even, like, during the situation of BLM, like, the cops looked the other way. While businesses were looted and places with business and homes and other residences were burned. Yeah. And it's like, yep, that's when vigilante justice needs to step in. And you need mm-hmm. to say, nope, this is not acceptable in our city. We're going to shut it down. The police are not doing their jobs. Like, that's why Kyle Rittenhouse was there. We've talked about him a lot. Because someone needed to step in. And tell these lunatics and these pieces of human garbage, no. This is not okay. Yeah. I mean, that has to, that's, that, it's it's chaotic because it, it made it a whole bunch of back and forth, tit for tit kind of things and all that. So it's not sustainable, but it's definitely necessary no. in times of crisis. Yes. And I mean, speaking of this, this yeah. is like a crane, isn't it? Climate crisis. Like one of oh, it is. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, like we will actually do the start for the rant of the week. Red alert. Admonish. I know. Admonish me. So, going through various stories about the current situation with the Russian invasion with the war in Ukraine. So, the first Ukrainian city falls. This is from the New York Times. As Russia strikes more civilian targets. Russian forces seized the southern city of Kherson and besieged other cities with casualties and destruction mounting as Western sanctions tightened their vice grip on Russia's economy. Mm-hmm. So on Wednesday, which was, of course, yesterday, they seized the first major Ukrainian city in their onslaught, the strategic port of Kherson, as they stepped up the bombardment of civilian targets across this country, put other cities under siege, and put, pushed to encircle and cut off the capital of Kiev. So this is this is a bit of a different setup and a different strategy than they were using originally. Originally, they were very specific in that they were only trying to target military sites. Now, of course, there were civilian targets that were hit, but the majority of targets were military and government. 
now it seems as though they've changed their tactics into more of a fear measure to try and prevent any res resistance and rebellion. Uh -huh. Because now that they know that like civilians are now a threat, they're viewing everyone as a threat and it's not just military targets anymore. Problem is, um, people have been complaining. People I, people I know have been, you know, oh my goodness, look at all these like civilians, look at all these buildings. And I'm like, well, remember, I'm not this is justifying. Mm -hmm. This is just saying this is the war. Ukrainians have basically like declared what kind of war this will be. Yeah, they've armed their citizens. So the Russians can target military personnel and military. Mm -hmm. Every civilian is now. Is now a, a target. Enemy. Not yeah. just a target, but it never... Oh, yeah. It's now an enemy combatant. Enemy combatant. This is essentially what Israel with when they go into Gaza. Yeah. Because they are... Well, or was, only... or was exactly, like, to use a another example of a force fearing the general population. Like, you look at the war in Afghanistan or the war in Iraq. Yeah. You look at almost any one of those civilians, and you could have a child... Yep. Like, women and children, thankfully, the Ukrainian government is like, yeah, like we're going to try and prioritize women and children to evacuate. Mm -hmm. But in those Muslim-majority countries, they use children as weapons. And so it becomes much... The risk factor goes up substantially when every yep. single person that you encounter is a potential threat. And and like I remember, if if you ever watched the movie um, American, American Sniper, Sniper yep. he does a great job of demonstrating mm -hmm. what uh, that looks like. Because you know, like have a kid that may pick up like a rocket launcher, yep. um, and that kid threat. I mean, you don't need super trained to fight launcher or a machine gun. Yep. Points and shoot. Yeah, pretty simple actually. Unless, of course, we're going to refer to this constantly. You're a guy trying to assassinate a mayoral candidate in Kentucky. In that case, you get five shots off, and you miss every one. <laughs> but, that's unfortunately, that's not the only situation that's happening. So, Swedish defense minister calls Russian, Russian violation of Swedish airspace unacceptable. Four Russian fighter jets briefly entered Swedish territory over the Baltic Sea on Wednesday, and Swedish armed forces said which sparked a swift condemnation from Sweden's defense minister. So, and then, of course, in response, there were Swedish jets that were sent to document the violation. Mm -hmm. They will lead to a firm diplomatic response from Sweden. Swedish sovereignty and territory must always be respected. Swedish armed forces said the situation was under control. The incident showed preparedness was good. But if they're willing to breach airspace that quickly... That could be questionable. It could be a little bit sketch. See, maybe you can explain this to me, Stephen. Like, yeah, why? Why is it that Russia fly over Sweden? If you know the the map of Europe, Sweden is not really anywhere near Ukraine. It is a like you have to take a detour to go over Sweden. So I'm like, where in the world? Why are the Russian flying over Sweden's airspace. And okay. even if they're doing so, they actually have to pass a bunch of other countries. 
So it's like, yeah, wait, make it sense. makes a lot Why more are... sense to fly over finished space. Yeah. So if they're going to violate... Because you literally have to fly, like, this direction to fly... Like, unless Finland just didn't have an issue with it. Maybe, yeah. Because then, I guess they would try and, like, fly over and, like, fly over Latvia and Lithuania. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, it's confusing. There, right? It's, like, I'm like, yeah. Okay, so St. Petersburg, then, if they go south from Sweden, then they have to go through Poland. Yeah. And they have to fly over a whole bunch of other countries through Ukraine. Why are, mm-hmm. Like, Russia has a direct, direct flights directly over Directly uh, over Ukraine. North. So like, well, and Belarus is, like, totally in line with Russia. Yeah. So, exactly. like, they have this massive area in which they can fly over. It's it's It would it, be like Canada and the USA. Like, you know, like, like you know, if you're, if you're, like, you know, for geography, like America flying over Canada, not over, you know, with Canada. Oh, a Canadian jet or sorry, an American violated Iceland. Yeah, like airspace. Like why? Mm-hmm. Huge detail. How yeah. this works? Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's something to this. Like I, I understand the whole idea of like flying north when you're trying to go like transatlantic, mm-hmm. because then of course then it shortens the flight distance. But you'd have to fly up and then back, mm-hmm. so you'd be you'd be fighting the rotational pull of the of the Earth. You'd be using more fuel, like weird idea all around. It's yeah, just so strange. It's it is super a weird confusing. Thing why they're because I can imagine them violating airspace before Sweden. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> and it's not like they're fighting an actual hot. With, yeah, uh, Ukrainian jets because the Ukrainian Air Force has already been kind of devastated. pretty much obliterated. Yep, obliterated. Really fighting pretty much unopposed right now. Oh, I know. Yeah, but that's not what people want NATO to do. So Ukraine's former president calls for a NATO no-fly zone. Says country is fighting for Canada. Defense minister says a no-fly zone would amount to a severe escalation. Uh, yeah, it would. It would. <laughs> Former Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko is pleading with Canada and its NATO allies to enforce a no-fly zone above his country as the Russian military intensifies its aerial bombardment. Poroshenko said a no-fly zone would give the Ukrainian military a better chance to repel the Russian invasion, which ultimately would benefit Europe and the entire West. We're fighting for the security in Europe here, fighting for France, for Germany, for Poland, for Spain. And you can imagine we're here fighting for Canada, he said in an interview with CBC's Power and Politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if there was a no-fly zone established and a NATO force shot down a Russian jet, guess what? That'd we're be snap World War Three. We're no, we're just at war. Well, we'd be at, well. It would be. It would be. We'd be at war, and it would be World War Three because we've already had nations that are saying like this is this this is the team I'm aligning with. Swit like Switzerland. Even yeah. said that they're aligning against the Russians. Yeah. They did. That was crazy. Like that's like what? They're historically historically neutral. That's that's their historic stand. Yeah. I so. think the only reason why they're 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 delving in is because of the banking. Because like mm-hmm. Switzerland is popular banking. Well, and like to talk about banking. 
My goodness, I hate Reuters when they do that. EU bars seven Russian banks from SWIFT, but spares those in energy. So the European Union said on Wednesday it was excluding seven Russian banks from the SWIFT messaging system, but stopped short of including those handling energy payments in the latest yep. sanctions imposed on Russia. So those are the banks, of course, that were restricted from SWIFT. SWIFT is the dominant messaging system underpinning global financial transactions in the EU. The United yep. States, Britain, and Canada moved on Saturday to block certain Russian banks, but not said which would be hit. The U.S. and Britain have been pushing for the SWIFT ban, but some in the Eurozone had taken some persuading, given the region's relying on Russian energy exports. You know what you should be relying on energy exports? Canada. Just like the well, United States yeah. should be relying on Canadian energy. But guess what? Is, yeah. We lost the pipeline. Well, this is what the, like, uh, if you had reasonable people using reasonable common sense, see, we, we would be going to those solutions. The problem is that nobody's acting like yeah. that. They have to. They have to maintain a kind of like you know appearances. Oh, for it's, the US, oh like yeah. Like John Kerry, all about appearances. To be like, we have to remind remind everybody that even though there's a worry going on in Ukraine, we're still in a climate catastrophe. It's yeah, like, shut people, up, John Kerry. You're an idiot. Well, even Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg uh, or Buttigieg, Buttigieg. Uh, he, he was basically asked about that, and he basically completely. Uh, changing. He basically said, "We're we are in the midst of a climate transformation." Yeah, and so he's like, basically, like I mean, he made a much bigger, uh, you know, like. Um, but essentially, what he said is that nothing can interfere with our plans to fundamentally mm -hmm. transform America into American's this green economy. System. Oh my gosh! Um, which basically means that even even if we face nuclear war, we're not changing the plan. Yeah. Well, is more you know what devastates the climate? Nuclear winter. That <laughs> devastates that kinda, the climate. That does throw a giant... Uh, a giant wrench in things. Wind. And guess what? Your green energy is not going to be helping in a nuclear winter. Nope. Not much is going to be helping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, uh, the thing is, like, you know, like, they're throwing all these things at them, all these restrictions, mm -hmm. all of these things but like really what's going on russia's already committed yeah they've, they've already put their foot in they're already going for it i, I mean I, I think right now it's getting stupid where yeah. you have like a ea removing russia from his video games oh well and, and like the nh oh no was i think it was either the it was one of like the hockey um yep. they said that they FIFA wouldn't draft hockey. yeah they wouldn't well fifa said that they weren't going to allow russia into the world cup that makes yep. a little more sense because yeah, that's a little, more, yeah. a little more because they're representatives of that nation. Yep. The NHL said that they would not allow any Russian players to be drafted. That doesn't make any sense. And it literally doesn't. I mean, um, that's not there were some there were some companies like CCM and Bauer, like hockey manufacturers, mm -hmm. for like helmets and sticks and stuff. And they were saying they were gonna drop all sponsorships with all Russian players. And it's that's like stupid. Oh, it's so stupid because it's saying, it's like, oh, well, you're Russian, and so you're guilty by proxy. Yeah, it's, it's publicly by the fact of your. For the actions of the Russian government. Yeah, like if they are publicly supporting the Russians, then sure. Yeah. If they are staying silent because they don't want to be seen as publicly taking a side because it'd be like, well, I'm still Russian, but I don't like what my homeland is doing, and so you're yeah. staying silent, you should not be punished for that, but yet they are. Because the yeah. global community just wants a scapegoat. No, it's it's worse than that. It's it is, well, yeah, it's a minor version of it. 
It's it's the virtue signaling Olympics right now. Yes. Everyone's trying to outcompete. Dump their Smirnoff, even though Smirnoff is made in Indiana. Wants, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically everyone's trying to be like, I want to demonstrate how I'm on board and I don't support Russia and how much I'm supporting how much Ukraine I love and Ukraine. And so people are doing stupid things. And I, I mean this is where logic, reason, like a calm, like, you know, let's think about it for a second kind of approach is being wrong. It's basically being dumped down a drain like those people being featured on the news, dumping their smear enough eyes. Like, you know, that that was made in America, right? It's like, yep. yeah, but it's got, it's, 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 it's like, it's a Russian it's, thing. It has like connections to Russia, nope. I guess, because it sounds Russian. It's like, no, nope. Like you're not even being logical. Yep. Like this hurt Russia. This is going to have no impact. And you're actually, what you're doing, you're hurting Russian people, Russian businesses that had no say in yeah. what Russia did. If you really want to be like effective, you have to take other measures. Yes. But this is the problem is that people, people are just letting just their want... emotions. Oh, they're letting their emotions like, guide them. And they're the taking any action that they deem will be like, Oh, this will, this will get me extra points. This will allow me to look better to my peers and my friends and my family because I am showing resistance to the Russian empire and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like this, it's like that scene from uh starship troops, like that futuristic world and all that, where they said, they show all those kids jumping on top of those bugs. They're like stomped in the, like everyone's got to do their part. Take that bugs. Take that. It's basically what it is. Everyone wants to feel like, like they're, they're, on, they're, like on they're the doing their part. Look at me! I'm I'm helping. It's like Ralphie from like like the Simpsons. No, that's basically well, and of course, life. like the sensation of wanting to do your part is why, like this poll, sixty-one percent of Canadians support military intervention in Ukraine, mm-hmm. even if it means casualties to our forces. We should send in our yeah, military forces now to Ukraine soldiers. with other NATO so that citizens there can be protected. Yeah, it's like as long as I don't what? die, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Only 13% of respondents believe this is not our conflict. We should stand by completely if look after ourselves. 26% said that we should not send any military forces to confront the Russians. We should only use other means like imposing financial and economic sanctions and stay out of direct military contact altogether. See, this is why you should never, like, why no country should be basing anything on popular popular consensus. Never. That should never be the the case for any country. Um, this is why you have people with like, well, like some sort of like you know restraint mm-hmm. being able si- to make decisions. Well, sixty-one percent of Canadians in this poll would have us going down a path that would almost inevitably need to lead to nuclear war. Yeah, and this is what happens when people make like people who answer these polls are all they can have all sorts of flaws in how they ask the questions or mm-hmm. even like, you know, how they're phrased and all that. But I mean, a person who answers this poll just answers on the, on the cuff. Yeah. And they just, they, it's they an have emotional really quick response. It's, a, it's, a, it's an emotional quick response. It's like, Hey, by the way, should we say puppies? It's like, yeah, of yeah, course, we, of course should. we should say puppies. Yeah. But like, okay. Like, but you're not, you haven't thought about the, like, how, what do we do? How do we house them? Where do they go? Like, what's the, what's the it's a much more complicated than just like saving puppies. We all want to save puppies. We have to think about it. Like, yeah. what does that what does that mean? How does that work? How much money do we have to invest? Yeah. And is it even like possible? Well, like, like in in and and a more apt comparison, be like, oh, like, do you want to save puppies? It'd be like, well, the real question is, do you want to save the puppies at the expense of potentially losing the kittens? 
Yeah. And it's like, well, oh, I have to think about that. And it's yeah. like, yes, we should be phrasing these questions so that people can think before immediately giving the quickest kind of off the top of their head emotional response. And like these emotional, like these off the top of their heads emotional responses, like we do have to continue progressing. Like, the U.S. is already warning Moscow Minsk against deploying nuclear arms in Belarus. Uh This is from yesterday at 6.22 a.m. The U.S. warned these nations at a U.N. arms control meeting on Thursday not to deploy nuclear arms in Moscow's neighboring ally. Actually, this is from this morning. Following a Russian invasion of Ukraine, any movement of Russian nuclear weapons into Belarus would be dangerously provocative and further destabilize the region we call on Belarus to reject Russia's policies of nuclear threats and intimidation, Envoy Odd Francis McKernan told the conference on disarmament in remarks provided by the U.S. mission. Her comments come as the Geneva-based CD debated Russia's invasion after Kiev accused Moscow at the forum of violating all key disarmament treaties. And, of course, a referendum... A referendum approved a new constitution dishing the country's non-nuclear status. Huh. Yeah. I was like, somebody's not listening to that advice about nope. not listening not to popular opinion. Popular opinion. Be like, because popular good. opinion, apparently in Belarus, popular opinion wants nuclear war. It's like, hey, you know, just like the mob rule and everything. Not yeah. like that. Now, is Russia like, actually like planning or like are do they actually want to release nuclear weapons now you cannot actually say that no that this is all yeah. just 100 kind of, yeah now it could be that they, they 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 want to make it seem like like a nuclear like threat is a legitimate threat and so they and now obviously yeah, let's remember russia's they're, doing they're using russia's, it as an russia's advanced bluff deterrent with the yeah, kind of they, threat that it could be not so much of a bluff yeah, yeah. So the idea is that they they don't want any, they don't want NATO, they don't want the U.S., they don't want anybody intervening in the war. And this is where nuclear nuclear weapons come into the equation mm-hmm. because nuclear weapons are a deterrent. Yep. And Russia is using this deterrent mm-hmm. as a very big stick to try to like warn like countries don't don't you dare mm-hmm. get involved. Yeah. And I mean, you're I, I will say they're using it effectively. Oh yeah. Here's they the are. thing. Here's the thing. Every country. That's talking like you know right now Canada like they're being like we're we're being manipulated right now yes. we'll say this we're be they're, they're pulling at our heartstrings they're trying to get us to be like the poor Ukrainian people yes of course the poor Ukrainian people but let's think there's many possibilities about how we can help and we have to consider the possibility that maybe we not might not be able to help entirely yeah maybe whatever sanctions we use can't go but if we get involved in an aerial a blockade direct, in an aerial blockade is, or a direct military intervention. That is a backdoor entry into an actual war with yes. Russia. Now, even if even if Russia isn't isn't crazy enough to deploy nuclear weapons, that still is a massive war. Mm-hmm. And I mean, then those things well, have then a it way becomes, getting it, out of hand. Oh, wait, getting out of hand. And like, if it actually did progress towards that, then it would be okay. Like, which side are you on in the global conflict, and how quickly can you amass forces? Yeah. And I mean, then then you get into like, like like serious casualties because then you have like 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 a uh, Russian jets like you know attacking other countries, and mm-hmm. then there's 
four countries that get involved, and then like China gets involved, and then all of a sudden like another country gets involved, and then it just it can it can spiral yeah. out of control. Global very quickly. escalation on a scale it's, that we have never seen. Well, the the thing is, people don't realize that wars can be very like there's a there's a concept called the fog of war, mm-hmm. which means that look when you actually you can plan all you want for a war, but the second you get into a war, you realize what a current, lot of that what planning the actual goes situation out the is. Yep, the chaos of war almost impossible to predict yeah. uh, you know situation mm-hmm. and people don't realize what's at stake in getting involved in a conflict of this this uh, this big so like I hate to say it like but shame on all the Canadians who just mm-hmm. want us yep. to throw ourselves into a conflict like that no. you don't realize the amount of like yeah. like the, what this would mean this mm-hmm. may actually mean that hey guess what if we got embroiled in a we would conflict, actually invoke the emergencies act because we'd be putting forward a draft yeah because we'd have to have a draft i mean do you want to go to war and fight overseas like oh you're okay with canadian soldiers go but now you have to go like, yeah like people don't think about these things and so mm-hmm. now when it comes to like what to do um i'm not saying i just want to abandon the Ukrainian oh, people it's, their faith. I mean, that's it's it's unfortunate what we got there. It's it's really awful, but it's the actual the actual costs of actually getting involved in such a massive way are massive. And yeah, I don't know. Like I, I I hate to say like at this point, I think we're almost too late to the party. Yeah, I think we are too late to the party. Like we we should have been prepping for this months ago. Yeah. Well, I, I think at this point, I think at this point, like, right now, like, we all can admit that this probably would not have, like, this almost certainly would not have happened under Trump because Putin did not know what to expect from Trump. Trump was a bit of a loose cannon that way. But Trump was also good at preparing. Oh, yeah, he, he was great at preparing. He would have put in, like, troops. He would have put in troops. He, he would have rearmed the, uh, like, you know, put in, like, actual weaponry in Ukraine to help them mm-hmm. protect against invasion. He would have, like, you know, done a better job of leading the uh, NATO allies. Like, a lot of stuff would have... Well, and like, not, not and mention, there was, like, this they, similar they threat in 2018. The... Like, in yeah. 2018, there was, like, oh, like, we could enter into a nuclear arm, a nuclear war with, with North Korea because North Korea is this crazy dictator. And it's yeah. like, well, yeah, North Korea yeah, understood well. that they would get absolutely trounced. Yeah. Do you remember when, like, North Korea threatened to bot- to attack Guam? Yep. And, like, Trump went, like, pretty strong. Oh, he, he basically did. told him, like, you do that, we will come at you hard. And even China came out and said, like, if you attack Guam, you're on your own, buddy. Yeah. North- what? 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 No! 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 Don't do, don't do that! <laughs> and they were, yeah. like, they panicked. Well, like, and that would be the thing, is, like, if Russia... Like... Right now, there should be massive statements to China saying, like, there's going to be a huge consequence if you don't stop, like, if you stop, if you don't stop continuing to support Russia openly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, this is a big problem. And look at right now. Right now, uh, one of the big reasons why there's no major embargoes on on Russian oil and Russian energy, it's because like a lot of the West needs it, yep. even the U.S. and Canada. But guess what? If we had the if we had Trump, we would still have the Keystone Pipeline, mm-hmm. and America would still. If we had be Harper, we still have more pipelines. 
Yeah, and then we'd, we'd be energy, have, like, independent. energy independent. And so guess what? Being energy these embargoes and these sanctions help. would mean a lot more. Yeah, we would actually be able to support our allies overseas with like oil. And also we would actually be able to put actual sanctions yeah. on Russia because of this kind of stuff. So all of this combined would have would have been like, you know, there's population obviously, but it's right now it's too little too late. Yep. And at this point, Russia's already embroiled. All of the yeah. best options are gone. Yep. Now the only options left are really bad options. They are. And, and I, I think probably options. like it's a terrible option, but I think one of the only options that you that we're left to face is be like, okay, we're gonna have to divvy up Ukraine. Well, I mean the best the best hope that we can hope for right now no uh, is a ceasefire. Yes. Agreed. Well, that's that's, that's like the that's for. the best we could hope for, but I think that's already long gone. Yeah. I would say the best we can hope for at this point, like a realistic outcome would be yeah. okay, well we're going to give like we're going to concede. We're going to concede part of Ukraine to Russia. Yeah, and and it's yeah, it's because right now we're because, like well, the, like, there are already regions of Ukraine, yeah. like the Donetsk region, which they initially said, like, oh, like, they're seceding. Be like, okay, we're going to give those regions to Russia. Yep. And, like, carve up a new territory line. And then the West, and it'd be like the Berlin Wall, be like the Western part of Ukraine joins NATO, joins the EU. The Eastern Ukraine secedes and becomes part of Russia. Yep. And then... Stop this. And then make very clear sanctions on Russia saying, if you cross this line, we are going to have every NATO country uh-huh. at for like the next five years at nuclear preparedness. Yeah. And, and the thing is right now, um, obviously Biden's weakness was like the trigger, like the big yeah. trigger that kind of like led to the becoming what has come to. Now, I don't think we can actually like do anything now because mm-hmm. like it's already started. Like Russia's yep. already in, their forces are already. In. The only thing we can do is like we we can we can throw like water on it on a basically an yep. oil fire. That's mm-hmm. pretty much what we can do. But um, yeah, like supporting them in some way would be the best way. Like you know, providing them with aid, providing them with um, you know weaponry, anything like that to help. Yep. But, it's just yeah it's just people have to we be have such limited options awful. and we have to be yeah. prepared for a bad outcome yeah yeah exactly. yeah but so, speaking of being prepared for a bad outcome this is not how you do that <laughs> yeah this came out recently i saw this, this came out recently so this thing. is a story yeah. which is a post by fema encourages survivors of a nuclear holocaust to mask and socially distance the COVID oh, okay. conscious oh, advice boy. from the federal government's primary disaster response is silly. It's also outdated. This is from Reason.com. <laughs> well, the potential for Russians' invasions of Ukraine to spark a world-ending nuclear conflagration has knocked off the pandemic. From most front pages, federal bureaucrats seem determined to prove they can focus on two crises at once. <laughs> on Sunday, based politics, Brad Palumbo reported that the federal emergency management's ready.gov webpage for nuclear explosions encourages... For people to mask and socially distance, should they be hunkering in a bunker with members outside of their own households? By the way, if there's a if there's a zombie apocalypse and the entire world take overrun by like you know like 
by hungry like you know yep. um, zombies make sure to always wear a mask because you know just just in case COVID, you know well this is it's sort of like it's sort of like oh if the, in case of the zombie apocalypse here's an airsoft yeah. gun yeah oh but in case like there's an alien invasion uh yeah. like war of the worlds sure you take your COVID shot because i mean you can get vaporized by one of their death rays boy, but at the same time you don't want COVID. So this. Well, but let's be sad. let's be honest. If you get your COVID shot, then they're more likely to transmit, and that's what ended the enemy invasion of the alien invasion in War of the Worlds was the disease. You know, that's so that bad. could that could actually save the world. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that would be smart. That would be the. I know. Awesome way. I know. You want to transfer disease to these immune <laughs> immunocompromised aliens. Don't want to make it easier. Not crap. <laughs> yeah. So. According to the website, if possible, wear a mask when you're sheltering with people who are not part of your household. They should stay inside for 24 hours after the bomb sit, during which time they should continue to socially distance and mask. <laughs> and it's like, you don't understand the idea of a nuclear fallout. Nope. Socially nope. distancing nope. and masking will do diddly squat. Like this is like 1950s kind of like garbage. Oh, I know. They used to tell you like you know like hey by the way if you if you hear the the air, air raid you know you should duck down and like you know yeah. pretend like everything's good and all that kind of stuff. It's like uh just it's, it's nonsense. Yeah, this is this is the advice already.gov. Yeah. So like of course nuclear explosions can cause significant damage. It's advice <laughs> that uses the nuclear reactor. Blah blah blah. Get inside. That's a mm. decent bit of advice. Brick or concrete yep. is best. Yep. Remove contaminated yep. clothing. Yep, that's also good advice. Get to the basement. You should also, like, also you know, good do, advice. Do like, do like Indiana Jones and get us out of refrigerator. Oh, no. Apparently, that, that protects you from a nuclear blast. You know, so do not get inside a refrigerator. <laughs> so then, this is the stupid advice: try and maintain a distance of at least six feet between yourself and people who are not part of your household. If possible, wear a mask uh. if you're sheltering with people who are not part of your household. Children under two years old and triple people have trouble breathing and those who are unable to remove masks on their own should not wear them. Uh, it's all this stupid. Is, this but, is how stupid these people are. Oh, it's it's incredible. Well, and this this is a hilarious little video that Stephen Crowder put maybe, together. Maybe you can put it right before right before they they put this, but like uh, or or something like. But uh, I'm just going to this, this is Stephen Crowder, and they basically like you know poke fun. At the whole notion and how they're going backwards in time to yep. get their scientific advice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you may be in your schoolyard playing when the signal comes. That signal means to stop whatever you're doing and get to the nearest safe place fast. If Putin aligns with China, an atomic bomb can come at any time. No matter where you may be. If you're at school, get in a single file line and crouch underneath a desk. And if you're a smart kid, apply your mask. Because a mask is the most important line of defense between you and nuclear annihilation. Good job, alive kids. Die, maskless dead ones. <laughs> Die, maskless dead ones. 
It's like it all could have been stopped with just Disney mask. <laughs> of course. See, it's so brilliant because what they're doing is that that's exactly what I thought of when I time. I'm like, they're going back to like 1950s style science. Yep. Because in the 1950s or even 1960s, but the nuclear, um, the, the, the Cuban Initial Crisis, they told people, oh, by the way, if there's a nuclear attack, get underneath a desk yep. and hide underneath your table. Mm -hmm. And then you're safe. It's like well, because they like, were using they were using the exact same guidelines for an earthquake. Because that instruction, yeah, that makes sense during an earthquake because you, of course, want to protect yourself from falling debris. Now, mm -hmm. being protected from falling debris is important. Yeah, but hiding underneath a desk is, of course, not going to protect you at all from nuclear radiation. No, and or the explosion. Mocked, and it's been mocked relentlessly since then. For being the most stupid guidance ever, where it's like the most mindless, like it's like people feel like they're gonna be safe, yeah. so that they don't they're scared when they die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the idea. The yeah. these are the people making the rules. Protect ourselves from insanity. COVID before the white hot explosion kills us. <laughs> yeah, it's very important to keep your eyes off you. So yeah, when when your skin off yeah. at least you're safe you at know you're safe. Like yeah yeah right. you good for you no so dumb. no so dumb exceptionally exceptionally stupid but we do have to move on to yeah. other things which are, are also stupid. exceptionally stupid so this is a brief <laughs> story a war within a war transgender woman quote unquote says transphobia and discriminatory laws keeping her hostage in kiev during russian invasion so, <clears throat> Z Famelu, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce the name, so that's what I'm going to go with, was born and raised in Crimea, an area of Ukraine that was invaded and taken over by Russia in 2014. Now the 31-year-old lives in Kiev, the capital city that's been under Russian siege for nearly a week. He is running out of food and hasn't left his house for days as gunfire erupts outside. And he says he can't leave. Famelu who is transgender, said that transphobia is pervasive in the city and neighboring countries and fears that if she, if he leaves, the tension of the ongoing conflict will make him more susceptible to violence. Famelu was previously a popular contestant on the Ukrainian singing competition show Star Factory. Sometimes we think it's all the dream that we're stuck inside some kind of video game because you just live in a quiet society and then you hear bombings and you wake up to the sound of bombings. He said, a few hours ago, I literally heard bombings. And my windows were shaking. And I'm literally scared for my life. Mm. He said to keep windows off in his apartment. To keep the windows closed. He lives alone. His friends have all left the city. And... Where is it? Um, he has no idea whether he would be even allowed to leave the country. There's no way Ukrainian border people can let me through. There's no way. Even if they make it to the border of a neighboring country. Uh, they'll not serve. They'll let them in as their passport identification does not mask his gender. Mm -hmm. So it's not a very rainbow friendly place because that's what we that's, have to concern ourselves with. That's the real crisis yeah. right now. That Ukraine it's, and Russia we're not, are Ukraine's not, not woke enough friendly. during the war. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can go to the top, like, you know, just show like even like a 10 second of that. Of the uh, video? video? Yeah. Because here's the thing. The West use like music to connect. 
you know, very clever. Oh yeah, it's it's people. emotional swells. Sometimes it's we emotional think it's just that all way. a dream that we stuck in, uh, inside some kind of a video game because Speaks you just uh, you live uh, in a quiet society and then you hear bombings and then you wake up oh, to man. the sound of bombings. I don't want <laughs> no. to go outside. I want to make I'm this person saying bombings. My one of my tag stones. Bombings. Yeah. <laughs> bombings. All my <laughs> friends left the city. My neighbors left my floor and I think my building. Mm -hmm. Oh no. So here, like you, like you can pretty much stop whenever you want. Basically, but this is like this is what they do in the West. Yeah. We, there was a little. Use... There's a little segment at the end where it's like every noise from outside invisible. No, I thought I f I th there was another video. I think it was. It's where... longer, but they're just giving you a short. short yeah. Um, where it was just like. I don't know if I could leave because they let the women and children leave, but they don't believe that I'm a woman. And it's like, well, duh, because yeah. you're not. Because and it requires like... you to have like a mental evaluation. It's just like, well, yeah. A, you're not getting that in a wartime. And B, yeah. anyone rational would be like, hmm, I'm going to evaluate you mentally. You're a man, but you believe you're a woman. Fail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, like, you know, this is what, what this is, is this is a person who who's outraged because the world will not share in their delusion. And yep. like, I hate to say it, the vast majority of the world, the vast majority does not accept the nonsense that a woman can become a man or a man mm -hmm. just because they like, you know, declare it to be so the, the rest the, the majority of the world doesn't, doesn't believe that yep. the, the, the Asian world from the Philippines to China to everywhere else, they don't, nobody believes that. The, the Muslim world, nobody in the Muslim world believes that. Oh, you'd that. be beheaded. Nobody in Africa accepts that. Nobody in South America. I mean, South America, maybe a little bit, they're starting to, but it's, it's literally still a white very problem. Rare. It's what? It's literally a white problem. It's a, it's a, it's, no, it's, it's a rich people problem. Well, this is what happens. Yes. No, no. And let me I know, my, no, I let, me my, let me make my point. Because veganism <laughs> is rich people yep. kind of uh, lifestyle. You can't be vegan if you live in extreme poverty or you live in like very poor, yep. poor countries. You can't be. You can't it live off of nut milk. No, because you can't access the things that make veganism possible. Oh, I know. When you're I know. not in a, in a Western country. You can't live off of nut milk if you have no nuts to milk. Yeah, and you cannot be transgender you can't have in countries that or uh, to work and all that. So what happens here is they're playing on. They've been very effective here in the West. They play on people's heartstrings. Oh, they yeah. make the trans community look like, oh my goodness, these poor victims. People. But really, what it is is that these people through, and they use all sorts of like emotional sabotage and emotional blackmail, try to get people. Hurt. But really, what's going on here is okay. This is a man who doesn't doesn't want to fight. Doesn't want to be involved. And guess what? He he wants to leave, but he can't. How no. many other men in Ukraine would love to leave, but they can't? But no, they're not subs. Just like you know, oh, you're a coward if you want to leave. This he wants to leave, but oh, it's it's a tragedy because they won't accept that he's like not a woman. Yeah. And basically, they're they're covering over for the fact that he's a coward. Now, is it is it 
wrong that people want to leave a war zone? No, no. I got that. They they made a they made a law in Ukraine, and the law says that like you know if you're a man you're not allowed. So the problem that this person has with uh, transgenderism is with the and the fact that the law doesn't recognize his uh, self declaration that he is magically not a man, right? Now, mm-hmm. if any other, if that was all it took, any any man who doesn't want to be involved in the, in the battle in the war, then he could just go to the border. Well, I, I just declare I decided I'm a man now, yeah. And then they would all be able to leave, and that would actually be detrimental to the people of Ukraine. So, like, yeah, it sucks that this person's stuck in a war. I feel for them, but to be honest, this is like the, the, the this is like CBS focusing on something that is far far less important and i hate to say this less important mm-hmm. than the millions of people all over ukraine who are dying at this moment who probably need a lot more than just the like you know their their, their egos to be boosted by telling them that oh you you know what you are what you say you are like oh no there's people out there who need like cold assistance people out there, food. Yep. people out there who need a lot more mm-hmm. than this person yep. so but, but they are they are part of the hierarchy of victimhood, and they are high on the victim totem pole, yep. which would make them one of the first in line for the kind of system which we're going to talk about right away. So, Canadian senators debate universal basic income legislation. Now, you might question why transgenderism and this is connected, but we're going to get there. Uh-huh. So, employ the finance minister, Christian Freeland, which we're going to talk about at our shoot check, who is also on the board of trustees for the World Economic Forum, to develop the framework for the project. Canadian Senate is currently in the second reading session for a bill that seeks to develop the national framework for a guaranteed livable basic income. Amid the chaos of Canadian politics in recent months, the Senate proposed and is now in the second reading of Bill S-233. The bill, if passed, would require the Minister of Finance to develop a national system to provide guaranteed livable basic income to everyone in Canada over the age of 17. So, including temporary workers, permanent residents, and refugee claimants, which was first introduced in the Senate in December of last year. In developing the framework, they must consult with the Minister of Health, the Ministers responsible for Employment, Social Development, Disability, representatives of the provincial governments responsible for health, disability, education, and social development, Indigenous elders, and judicious governing bodies and other relevant stakeholders, including policy developers, political decision makers, as well as experts in other guaranteed livable basic income programs. My goodness. (laughs) It's just very wordy. Very wordy. (laughs) It's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like, oh, well, this would suck. Basic income would, of course, destroy the Canadian economy. And you have to wonder who would be eligible. Well, it's it's really like, you know, we talked about this, like, you Mm. know, right at the beginning, even right at the beginning, even when we first started this show, you and I, we we talked about about it, about that supposed leaky, that obviously we can verify who or where, but it sounded like, a lot of the stuff in there sounded like it was actually legitimate. Like mm-hmm. this sounds plausible. Yep. And sure enough, we've seen everything up until this point. And one of the things that they, they, they said that they wanted to do as part of that long-term plan, universal basic income. Yeah. Do you remember why, Stephen? To establish a social credit system. 
Yeah. So the idea with universal basic income, they can essentially make it so that you know, don't worry about your small publishing. <coughs> we, daddy yeah. government, we're going to give you an allowance so that you can survive. Yep. Yeah. Big daddy government. And have a good life. You could just basically survive. Yeah. It's basically like surviving. Well, it's, it's survival but, so that you're dependent on the government for absolutely everything. Yeah. It's essentially going back to the thief system. Mm-hmm. Back in the Middle Ages, they used to have a system that entire land, their, their serfs, basically like are on that land, don't own anything, they don't control anything, basically completely totally dependent on live or basically over them. It's a, it's a form of slavery. And eventually, what they do, they want to make a system because then they can use the system which you their their and that's what universal basic income is designed to do. Yep, that is what universal basic income is designed to do. Mm. But and to talk more about a social credit system. So we talked about a social credit system for a while about a social credit system being connected to a national vaccine passport. Mm-hmm. So this is from Forbes. A national vaccine pass has been quietly rolled out and red states are getting on board. Mm-hmm. So even as Omicron variant loses its grip, destinations continue to require travelers to show proof of vaccination. And increasingly, a paper CDC vaccination card is not cutting it. Mm-hmm. So the federal government has not issued a federal di- digital vaccine pass. A sta- national standard has nev- nevertheless emerged. To date, 21 states, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico, offer accessibility to the smart health card, a verifiable digital proof of vaccination developed through the Vaccination Credential Initiative. A global coalition of public and private stakeholders, including Microsoft, Salesforce, Oracle, the Mayo Clinic, and other health and tech heavyweights. Very soon, four more states will be rolling out the access to the system. We've seen a notable uptick in states that have officially launched public portals where individuals can get verifiable vaccination credentials in the form of smart health cards with a QR code. So, of course, this is a little map of the United States. And then it goes on. It's like, oh, it could make things easier and yada, yada. But, unfortunately, this is going as we've, like, not only is it going to lead to a segregated society, just like we've been talking for a long time, but it's going to lead to a form of a social credit system. And if you have... A guess or even like a general notion or if you're confused about what a social credit system is um there's a video from a show called black mirror mm-hmm. where they describe kind of the really negative aspects of a social credit system and how it would work if your score was to drop yeah i'd recommend again it's on netflix Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is like one of the most uh, this scene really lays out what what it looks like at its worst because basically you have no say the system is designed is weaponized to punish anybody uh, who threatens the, mm-hmm. the system and to empower other people to snitch yep. this is basically communism on step and I think it, this, this scene really how dangerous this system can be. Yep. Okay. 
Hi there. How you doing? I am wonderful. <laughs> I am so sorry. That flight is canceled. No. No, no. Customer incident at the other end. What? So when is the next flight? Yeah, they're all kind of full. Uh, I booked this weeks ago. It's my best friend's wedding. I'm sorry. I have to get there. I have to. Okay, I mean, let's see what we can do. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. I see there's one standby seat on another plane leaving tonight. Oh, okay. uh, mm -hmm. That's reserved for mm -hmm. members of our prime flight program. You got to be a 4.2 or over to qualify. Oh, I'm I'm a 4.2. <laughs> mm -mm. I'm afraid you're actually a 4.183. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not my fault. Um, some woman dinged me down in the cadre. Can't you just? I'm sorry. It won't let me book it without the correct ranking. But it's so close. There's just nothing I can do. Christ, I mean, surely. I'm gonna have to ask you to moderate your language there. Sorry, it's just... I'm maid of honor. I cannot miss this wedding. And I am so sorry about that. <laughs> can you call the supervisor? I cannot do that. Can you just call the supervisor? I cannot do that. Call the fucking supervisor. Okay, that's profanity. We're zero tolerance on profanity. I'm sorry, it's just... Yeah, I have to serve the next customer. No, 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 no. No, 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 step no, no, away, no. ma'am. God, just fucking help me! Oops. I've called security. Oh, oh, no, 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 please don't do that. Um, I'm, I'm a five-star in you. Five stars. What's the issue here, Hannah? Intimidation and profanity. Oh, no, 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 I was not intimidating. Don't speak, ma I was just trying to... Okay. Look, everything so, is done with smiles. In order to restore calm, I'm invoking my authority as airport security to dock you one full ranking point as a punitive measure. This is a temporary <gasps> measure. No! The score reverts to normal in 24 hours. No, 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 but During I need it now! Period, all down votes are subject to a times two multiplier. Times two? We recommend you avoid negative feedback at this time. I'm on double damage. Please, remove yourself from the airport immediately. Yikes. Okay, well, due to your... Uh, yeah. Now, um, for those of you who don't, like, so... I remember watching this episode, and it was just, like, super frightening, because what happened was... Um, she basically got into a bit of a like, argument with her brother. And mm -hmm. as a spite, her brother basically, like, down. Yeah. And then some lady runs into her. Like, like she was in the wrong. Some other lady runs into her. Uh, like, you know, because she, the other lady's not looking where she's going. She gets mad at her and downvotes her. And then the guy in the taxi gets annoyed with how she's talking to her friend on the phone. So he downvotes her. Yeah. So three people in quick succession make her suddenly, um, suddenly she's A down to the, Yeah. And then you see how this basically becomes weaponized. So this mm -hmm. is not a good world. This is a world that is basically ruled by the very people on top yep. and it's it's basically meant to punish any wrong thing yep. this is like a, the current world on steroids well and this, and this is where we're like headed. even if you evaluate that situation 
Like they're evaluating wrong think only in the like from that small video. They're evaluating wrong think only in the form of like what is acceptable social behavior in public. Yeah. Whereas of course the an actual social credit system goes much further because it's not just okay what is social etiquette what is social proper social conduct in public it is do you have the proper belief systems and that lines up directly into what we're going to talk about right away and these people that we're going to talk about in our douche of the week segment are encouraging actively a form of a social credit system to try and discourage any form of wrong think or kind of think thoughts outside the norm or outside of what they believe to be the majority. Mm-hmm. So we're going to jump right into the douche of the week segment and talk about how terrible that's going to be. Oh. All right. So the douche this week, we're not going to have a singular douche. We're just going to have... This is more of a concept. Yep. A um, concept and a collective douche. It's basically the trans bullies. Yeah. And and this is a legitimate real thing. I remember I I uh, did a search before we did the before we did this episode. I just went on, on Google. And I just... I, I Google and on YouTube. I, try, I typed in trans people bully conservatives or just trans bullies. And what do you think the results were, Stephen? Oh, you got dozens of videos. Uh, about trans people being, being bullied. bullied. Yeah. And about, oh, the victimhood of the trans people and also how conservatives bully. Even yeah. I tried to make the, the, the search as explicitly specific like, very as popular. Specific, and That's it possible. still came up with trans people are being bullied, trans people being bullied. They're and so victims. you sense you sense that this is a a societal narrative yep. that trans people are the victims. They're Ooh. never the bullies. Yep. They're always justified in their anger and they're always justified in what they do because they're the victims. Oh, but that's... these videos here will just demonstrate how like this is not that's the case. Just stupid. Yes. All right. So, so we're yeah. gonna yeah, we'll watch quickly this a segment of this video from a channel called The Damage Report, which is a a part of kind the, of a subsidiary the of the Young Turks. Turks. So yeah. Let's get ready for that awfulness. Chanting something when you speak, but when it's F these fascists, you're gone, you're gone on down the wrong road, man. And so Jeff Young are probably regretting that. Apparently leading up to the video that you saw there though, he had been seemingly instigating the crowd even more. It was clear that they didn't like him, but he apparently, according to a Twitter thread by Ismail Belkora says, Younger's yelling at the crowd, calling them communists. He called the crowd Russia and then went back to communists. That made a little bit more sense. He said at some point, there is no such thing as a trans person. And Mm -hmm. this is what leftist politics looks like, which is not generally true. But I wish that was what leftist politics looked like, that it was filled with that much vigor and passion and defense of people under assault in the right wing culture war. Uh, Ben, what do you think about this? I mean, like I just recently learned, I'm a fictional character, everybody. I'm a figment of all exist. of your imaginations. Yeah, like uh, I'm just a program in the simulation. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just wild. of course trans people exist. Of course trans people exist. And you love to see like this type of solidarity. This is what's so important, right? Like literally, the best thing that you can do when you bump into people. 
racist, homophobic, transphobic, you name it, is make them feel like they're the only racist person in the world. Make them feel like they're the only transphobic person in the world. Because maybe they'll wake up and realize that they're unpopular for a reason. Uh, maybe perhaps they will be like, wait, am I the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> because Ooh, am I? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. He. Well. No. 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 Just no. That is utterly stupid. Yeah. This is this is mob justice, and yep. we anyone with any form of sense can realize it's mob justice. But of course, we're talking about the Young Turks, and we're talking about yep. a trans person. These people yep. do not care whether mob justice is their only form of recourse. Mm -hmm. These people are not debating with this Jeff Younger person. With any form of rationality, they're just saying "f you," and they're trying to shame him into changing his viewpoints by saying, "Well, if we all attack him and if we all bully him, then he'll have this sense that he's alone." Yeah, and that's not even like that's not even their goal, because you have to remember what 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 this is like. What the young well, Turks are yeah. doing is what every other major leftist like you know programs doing they basically want to like you know justify the behavior of these people this mm -hmm. is bullies these are this is like like the most perfect example of complete this is the kind of stuff that we talk about we talk to kids we're like hey kids bullying is wrong we shouldn't beat up here we shouldn't beat people up we shouldn't like you know attack people we should be like thoughtful and you know like you know care you know care for each other and all that and yet here you see this smug, arrogant little kid, like you know, like that this transgender person, and they're gleeful about what they did. They, they, he's like, "Oh, yeah, what we did was so good. We shut them down, I and mean, we totally showed them." And yeah. this is like this kid is a bully. Oh yeah. Like I don't know if you can do it, Stephen. Go go to the video, go right to the beginning, and show because like, here show he, he how makes, the students like, just treated this yeah, guy. He makes it sound like you know, oh, oh, we're it makes so, it sound like it's so like. Great. It's this wonderful form of retribution. This yeah. is their retort to him being... Because I think this whole thing was started because Jeff Younger did not... Was publicly saying, I do not want my child to transition. Yeah, so the background with the little background. Jeff Younger, he was in a domestic dispute that went to court. His wife, his ex-wife, yeah. wanted to transition his son into a girl. And basically she won. And of course, she basically gets to turn this poor kid who doesn't know any better into a guinea pig for her own, you know, like selfish kind of like things. So Jeff Younger decided I'm gonna he's gonna run for uh, some kind of like government uh, seat or something like mm -hmm. that in order so he can start making laws that push back against this. And as part of his entire like thing, he decided to go to this university, uh, Texas University, to try to like talk to people rationally. But the thing is. If you know anything about trans transgender bullies, which you know you and I know, we've seen like plenty, yep. is that they they never talk, they're never reasonable. They always their 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 strategy is always yell until you shut up. Well, it's it's and always then, to use volume instead volume. of having a rational argument. Yeah, it's just yell, 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 and yeah, yeah, like show what they do. Well, this it, is yeah. what their tactics are. So that was the reception that anti-trans Texas. Yeah. 
Now, one That's... thing that you... I don't know if he shows the actual part where he spits, where one of the kids spits on uh, Glenn know. Youngin or, or Younger. But, like, they, they showed up outside, and they were yelling, and they have a big mob. Because what happens is they tried to get the university to ban them, and they wouldn't do it. And so they showed up outside, and they were all super angry. And then they, they stormed the actual place where he was talking, and then this is what they did. And one of the transgender uh, people, they went up there, and they started yelling at him. And then the one person actually got up on a desk and spat in his face. This is the kind of like, you know, rat acts that these people take. They're not victims. Nope. They are they are drunk on their own power. They will never be held accountable mm-hmm. for any of their actions. They bully people and they try to like overpower them by yelling over them, by intimidation and by these kind of like like yelling tactics. These are bullies. These are like the the ultimate form of bullies. Yep. And I don't know I don't know if you saw like they they kept saying you know, like, you know, uh, shut up fascist. Well, right? in a different form, yes. Well, the funny, th- the funny thing is, this is a very common tactic of the left and particularly of the trans community. They they yell and say, like, anyone who's associated uh, with this is fascist because yeah. they think the Nazis were fascist. And, it, and people don't realize Nazi is short for National Socialist. They have socialist in the name. Nazism is not a right-wing ideology. It is a no. left-wing ideology because it's it's all about big daddy government. So it's 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 nonsensical what they they yell. But here, this guy at the Young Turks shows like they're they're making straw man arguments. Oh yeah. What was the argument that they made at the beginning, Stephen? Like the the whole like you know, oh, I'm a fictional character. <laughs> We're so funny because that was the argument he was making. We don't exist. We're fictional. It's like that's a straw man. Yep. That's a very clear straw man because that's not what he's saying. He's saying that the the claim that you can change your gender mm-hmm. by just is declaring it is false. Yep. That's what he's saying. He's not saying that you don't exist. He's saying that your claim is false. Yep. And so just the as concept, if you claimed you were a cat or if you claimed you were a senior. Or you claimed you were a potted plant, you know, that doesn't make you a potted Reality plant. Reality matters. And I, like, I had this discussion with someone just recently, and I was like, okay, what is a man? Because they're like, you obviously identify as a man, and my father identifies as a man. I'm like, okay, what is a man? And they're like, a man? Like, a man is an identity. And I'm like, no. Defining what? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, like, what does that mean? Like, you didn't answer the question. You just said, they'd be like, well, what is a man? A man is a gender. Be like... Again, that doesn't define anything. Mm-hmm. You're just using a broad term that doesn't actually go into any specifics. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you need to focus on objective realities because what you're a subjective reality, an identity, simply saying, oh, like anything could be anything as long as we identify, as long as we have our feelings that identify with it. No. Objective reality is tantamount. In these discussions, but yet they don't want to have an objective reality, a, a discussion based on objective reality, because be like, well, that's interferes with my truth and my worldview. Yeah. And I'm like, I personally don't care what your truth is, because there is no your truth. There is the truth. truth. And if you start talking in my truth and your truth, like then we get into subjective versions of reality. And if you're talking about subjective re- versions of reality, then everyone has a different perception 
And if we're acknowledging that everything has to exist by a subjective perception of reality, then it's like, oh, well, according to my son, like, well, what's something my son would have said? My my son would have said that... I'm Darth Vader. Yeah. Danny's Darth Vader. That he's a Jedi. Mm-hmm. That daddy is the strongest person ever. No. These are subjective interpretations of reality. This is not an objective truth. And it's yeah. frankly childish. You're looking at it from a childlike perspective. If mm -hmm. you say that your perception of reality, that your interpretation, your feelings on reality matter more than what is. Yeah. But this is like the what happens here is that this this boy who's in the segment with the young Turks guy, he this is what he's used to. He's used to basically being coddled by people who agree with him, people yeah. who completely agree and say yes, yes, oh yes, yes, yes to everything he says, they they never face any real opposition. And whenever they do, they're so they they fall apart, Getty, because they can't they cannot they cannot have a yeah. rational discussion. Well, yeah, automatically they resort as soon as they someone tries they to engage, to they well they resort to violence or they resort mm -hmm. to what they feel is necessary, which is public attacks and public bullying yeah well and like and we have a few more videos of examples of this happening elsewhere uh -huh. like this is a famous story of ben shapiro and it wasn't caitlin uh, jenner i'm trying to remember this no, person's name um, i don't remember yeah like, i know who you're talking about yeah, yeah. basically educated on genetics to discuss the genetics well no no your genetics so i'd stay away from the genetics and zoe the brain scans you cut that out now or you'll go home in an ambulance yeah, that seems mildly inappropriate for a political discussion. No, I know. Well, yeah. but wait, to be fair, but to you... be... Yeah. That was and a classic example. That was a classic example. And I remember actually, like, watching a full, vid like, an hour-long video on this incident. And Ben Shapiro said he went to the LAPD the next day. Yeah. And the LAPD said, we would like to, but there's no way that we can actually go through with taking this, like, police report... And having you actually file charges. We're not going to file charges against this person. Because if yeah. we allow you to file charges against a transgender individual, we will yeah. be excoriated yeah. in it's, the public. Uh, they're, they're, basically, they're basically a protected class. Yeah, They are off limits. They're sacred. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of things in this culture that are considered sacred. The vaccines are sacred. Masks uh, are sacred. Abortion is sacred. Oh, yeah. Abortion is definitely um, sacred. You know, and, and anybody in the... Any of the rainbow people are sacred. Yeah, the hierarchy of victimhood. Literally, literally not allowed to touch. Like, yeah. no so this is a couple more incidents of yeah. transgender moments, bullies. transgender bullies, and they got away with it. You need? Will you? Will you be pleading guilty? What? No! Don't touch me! Don't touch me! Like just punching like crazy. Go away! Go away from me! Jesus! Get away from me! Crazy! Get away from me! Get away! Get the f away from me! Stay away from me! Get away from me! Now! Right now! You heard me? I'm calling the police on you. I don't give a f Get away from me! You stay away from me. I'm back. Yeah. Yep. And like, this person, Jonathan and Eve, they briefly went to prison. Not for this assault. They went to prison because they had an illegal taser. And they were bragging about it. Yeah. 
Because they were because... they were going to use that taser to attack other journalists who were trying to report yeah. on the story. Yeah, so J- J- Jonathan Yaniv is a great example of somebody who realized the, imbre- the incredible the power, power in which they had. That you can get by claiming to be trans, you know, transgender and being essentially protected by every free institution in society from the courts to the media to everyone else. And this guy was a real scumbag. Like he went oh, to he basically bizarre. tried to like scam, use the human rights tribunal to to basically scam uh, or to basically like, you know, like uh extort money from poor immigrant women mm-hmm. who were trying to you know, do like, you know, like like you know make a living. Yeah. And then he actually it was like the reports that he was trying to organize just a topless, swim, a topless parent-free topless swim party parent-free for children. Yeah. Uh, there was all sorts of like reports of him actually like having some weird incidents with with underage girls yep. in bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Look, that kind of thing. Just this person believed creep. they were untouchable, and they realized it. You yep. why they talked about these online because they thought, oh. I'm untouchable. No one's going to hold me accountable. Yeah. And finally, they, they found something that they could hold him accountable. Mm-hmm. And that was the only thing. But this yeah. is why they're basically they're, they basically get away with murder, essentially. Yeah. And then uh, we have one more, right? Yeah, we have one more. This one's a bully. It's not so much of a oh, crime. Oh, wonderful one. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. There's a young man in here. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. I can call the police if you'd like me to. You need to settle down. You need to settle down and mind your business, okay? Ma'am, once again, ma'am. I said both of you. No, you said sir. Once again, it's ma'am. I actually said both of you guys. Right beforehand, you fucking said sir. Sir? Motherfucker, take it outside. If you want to call me sir again, I will show you a fucking sir. I apologize. Motherfucker. I apologize now. Very late. I need your corporate number. Because I'm going to talk, call them and talk about how I was misgendered several times in this store. I need your corporate number now. Get it for me now. Give me your corporate number. Well, I'm going to ask you for the fifth time to stop calling me a man. Because quite clearly I am not. Yes, you are. Quite clearly, I am not. <laughs> Quite clearly, I am uh, not. Yeah, yeah you yes, definitely you are. seem like you have no testosterone in your yep. system whatsoever. You are absolutely off your nut. Yeah. And here's the thing: it's like I'm not. I'm not. We're not trying to bring these up uh, as, as a way of just simply mocking Shocking people. Off. Like that's not. That's not. I mean, it's and to point out the fact you can come up with so many examples like we have like the sonic employee who was harassed by that one person yep. because like you know oh you didn't you didn't guess like that's that they got like they made a whole video trying to embarrass the sonic employee you have the video of, of uh, michael knowles who got like a shake thrown at him yep because this transgender person was so outraged that what that uh, his, and, he and, had a discussion saying men are not women yeah uh the thing is these people are unhinged yep and and like I mean even Blair White Blair White who's considered to be like you know like you know one of the most respectable people out there and let me you know I'll say this that Blair White is legitimately like reasonable they they do yep. talk about things they will talk to people and so I'm like you know what at least they're a respectable person but they're they're not the no they're the exception they are the outlier. and and like you know Jordan Peterson ran into these people of his uh, you know C sixteen University of Toronto yeah and then. You see all these examples, 
And these are not like fringe or like little tiny examples. They're 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 so commonplace that they're almost like a regular thing. Steven Crowder got attacked by a trans uh, mm -hmm. activist. What happens is, think about what they're doing. In any other scenario, they're bullies. In any other scenario, they're 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 like harassing people. They're assaulting people, and they're they're literally like you know people that are. But because they're considered to be off limits, a protected class, they can get away with anything. Everyone will always say, "Oh, you poor thing." Oh, you look poor at how they're thing. being bullied and like victimized and yeah. and stigmatized by the evil right wing fascists. And, and it's not even equal because think about what is it that they're mad? They're mad because you didn't use the pronoun they want. Yeah. That's basically a saying, I have the right to hit you because you didn't you didn't participate in my in my, my view of reality. Yeah. I believe that I am I believe the, the sky is pink and because you do not yeah. believe this you were a bully I and have you were right instigating and triggering me. And everything I do to you is now justified. Yeah. That is the reality that they're living in and this is like this is bull and it's it's so sad that people are falling and not only are they falling for this, they legitimately, like, have been completely uh, brainwashed by this. Even, even like, my own niece actually kind of went into that thing. Like, we, we ran into somebody mm -hmm. on a beach, and this person was legitimately weird. They were an odd person. They were behaving in very odd and erratic ways, and I was genuinely concerned that this person might do something odd, particularly yep. because he came right up to her, who is, she is, like, she's clearly an underage girl. And he came right up to her and said all sorts of weird things, and we walked away. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I actually said, like, I'm like, I'm like, I am maybe like call somebody because I'm a little concerned about this guy. And she's like, I'm called Danny. That's not very nice. I'm like, she's like, what? Well, because trans person, you know, that's, just, that's very transphobic. And I'm like, oh no, this person is being legitimately creepy towards people. Yeah. He went up to you. You're an underage girl. It's not okay. Mm -hmm. And and she was like, "Well, you know, look, we can't, we can't, we, we can't be like, we can't be continuing this stigmatization." Yeah, and I was like, and I mean, I didn't press it, but I, I, I was like, at that point, I'm like, "Yep, this is public. This education. is stupid. Yep, doctors, children, they are no matter what they do, and no matter how." Yep. And again, if this is a regular person that wasn't dressed like they were trying to pretend to be a woman. Then that would be legitimately, yeah, that's creepy behavior, yep. and that's something we should watch out for. But mm -hmm. oh, because they're transgender, because they have this magical label that makes everything okay, suddenly all their behavior is skewed, and they can get away with just about anything. Yep. This is why I I truly believe that the that the trans bullies, and particularly the ones at the Texas uh, event, they are douche of the week. Yeah. Because they basically are legitimate bullies. Yeah. And they, they should are. not be tolerated. Yeah. Absolutely not. Or shouldn't be tolerated. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's top it off. We're gonna finish off with the shrewd check. And hopefully we'll won't spend too long on it because we're already at an hour and forty. <laughs> so off we go. Alright. So shrewd check. Usually we have a video for the shrewd check, so we're doing it a little bit differently. We're doing a text shrewd check. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this is from the National Post, which of course is a fairly mainstream publication here in Canada. Did Christian Freeland pose with extremist symbols, or is it Russian disinformation? A classic KGB disinformation smears accusing Ukrainians and Ukrainian Canadians of being far-right extremists or fascists or Nazis, Freeland's press secretary said. Yeah, so this is a response to the uh, story that we covered on On Tuesday. That was broken by uh, True North. Yep. And this is basically the National Poll, which is one of the legacy media. Yeah. Canadian legacy. They're basically here. Here's what they're doing. They're going to try to gaslight, gaslight uh, Canadians into believing that if you believe what True North said, oh, you're just you're falling just, for yeah, danger. You're believing the Russian-sponsored disinformation. This is like a masterclass in in yeah. uh, gaslighting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so being assailed with online accusations that she posed with far-right symbols at a pro-Ukraine rally in Toronto, she did. Mm-hmm. But the symbol may not be as far right as critics claim, and Freeland's office is saying the whole thing reeks of Russian-sponsored disinformation. There you go. Disinformation yeah. right there. On Sunday, Freeland joined several thousand demonstrators at a pro-Ukraine rally in downtown Toronto. Well, of course, they're accurate mm-hmm. about the size of the demonstration there. Of in a photo her office subsequently posted on Twitter, Freeland can be seen helping to hold up a red and black scarf bearing the slogan, Slava Ukraini, Glory to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Which I actually m- could translate that myself. It's a very no. It's a very, uh, very uh, nationalist kind of. Uh, well, no, because um, one of the phrases that I know in Ukrainian is "Slava Bohu," which is "Glory to God," and it's in 2010. You could go around, and that would be one of the common greetings. And you met if you met people on the streets in certain regions of Ukraine, you would say "Slava Bohu," and they would respond "Slava Bohu." <laughs> and like you, you could not get away with that in Canada. You couldn't walk around her being like, "Glory to God." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, little bit of a side note. Observers were quick to note that the red and black were the official colors of the Ukrainian insurgent army, a nationalist partisan group active during oh. the Second World War. Although the f- okay. group fought against both Nazi I'm Germany wearing, and the Soviet Union. I'm wearing red and black. I guess I, I must be lucky to be a Nazi collector. Uh, yeah, I guess I just have to uh, quickly turn um, off your feed. I guess I'm facially, like, you know, count. <laughs> I just, like, briefly turned off your video feed. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> uh, hide it under the... Uh, hide it! Hide yeah. it all! It's just black, black, just black. Yeah, just black, just black. <laughs> Anyways, so the group fought against both the Nazis and the Soviets... A faction led by Stepan Bandera would ally itself with German forces and become an active participant in the Holocaust, directly killing thousands of Jews and an estimated 100,000 Poles. And they were supported directly by who? Christian Freeland's grandfather. Mm. So it's why red and black flags are maybe a favorite symbol of the Ukrainian far right. The colors are a prominent feature of an annual torchlit march through Kiev held by far right nationalists to honor Bandera. So they know this, yep. and Christian Fleet, who's from Ukraine and knows Ukrainian and, and understands... Uh, she would understand the cultural connotation. Of anybody who would know this stuff, she would. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, you don't really have much of an excuse here, woman. No, you don't. Like, if it was me, I'd yeah. be like, I don't know Ukrainian. I didn't know that. Of course, I yeah. denounced this. Somebody but... gives me a Russian sign, I'd be like, oh, I don't know what this means. <laughs> yep. Well, I wouldn't. If somebody gave me a Russian sign, I'd be like, um, give me a second while I like translate this. <laughs> yeah. 
but you know, like in the in the midst in the midst of the yeah, I get that. I I would not if somebody gave me a banner or a sign in a language that I didn't understand. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I don't know what this means. Yeah, and I don't want to be. Well, I don't want to be kind of well attacked it would, it would be as like someone me. who supports a movement that I don't know what I was holding on to. Well, it's, it would be like being at a pro-Israel rally mm-hmm. and somebody gives you something written in uh, in Israeli. Yeah, you're not going to know what it means. Well, like uh, if they like give a... you if they give you a Jewish flag with something like written on it in Hebrew, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was like death to the Jews, and you'd think yeah. that it would be like a pro-Israel thing, be like, oh no, you're actually saying death to actually... the Jews. Yeah, you that's, you that's just don't want to take that risk. Doesn't have that no, she doesn't. No, because she actually knows Ukrainian, yeah, and she's from Ukraine. And not only that, she also knows the history of these groups. So it's not good that the National Post is acknowledging that this history exists. Mm-hmm. Like you would think that this is more, this is more damning than anything. Yeah. So, as from the from the National Post, a widely circulated story in the Canadian right wing site True North put it: Friedland has posed with posed with a pro Nazi banner. People's Party of Canada leader Maxime Bernier put out a Tuesday tweet accusing Canada of having a Nazi as a deputy prime minister. I wouldn't have gone that far, but like, well, we have a deputy prime minister who's seen openly supporting an organization mm-hmm. which is which was supportive of the Holocaust. And keep in mind, she posted it herself. Yeah, she or did. Or at least her team posted it on her own Twitter. Yeah, and then they, they changed like, you know, like it. The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they changed it to say, um, that the red and black symbology for Ukraine long predates its adoption by extremist groups. They were trying to like, oh no, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, it didn't mean that. She was going back a hundred years before fascism. Yeah. You know, you know what I, when I read that part, I remember thinking like, they're, they're, so they kind of went back and said like, well, before. For like hundreds of years before, uh, you know, it meant what it what yeah. it, they think it means today. It meant something else, and I'm like, you know, what well, else had a meaning long before it became a bad meaning? The swastika. That was a the a sign of Jainism. Yeah. It's from the it's from like you know mm-hmm. like Indian history. Yep. And it turned bad. So like I, you can't say like, well, the swastika yeah. used to be it a good work. thing. It doesn't, it doesn't work. work. No. Well, it would be yeah, like then, somebody, it'd be like a Christian, be like waving a rainbow flag and be like, uh, mm-hmm. you know what that means, right? And they're like, it means like God's promise. And it's like, well, they hijacked that. Yeah. Now it means something different. So it sounds yeah. like you're supporting mm-hmm. a, a cause that is directly anti-Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they go into some of the next stuff. So go into this part. I found this interesting. Yeah. So the black represents the Ukrainian soil while the red symbolizes blood. Although Kanenko Friesen said it's not traditionally understood as blood in any violent context, blood as life is blossom and not as blood lost in battles. So, uh, yeah, they're saying it's the wider context of the whole affairs of the Russian Federation sources have been mounting an aggressive propaganda campaign, framing any support of Ukraine as being akin to an endorsement of neo-Nazism. No. No. Here, uh, Stephen, before you go on to the next part... um. Can you go to the next story we have there? Mm-hmm. I want to show you something. Uh, yep. The next uh, National Post story. Yep. So here's the claim that they said. Oh, the black and white doesn't mean that. It's uh, it just 
or black and red doesn't mean that. It literally just means that, uh, you know, that that it, it's it's a traditional, like, like it's about life and color and all that. Blood and, and soil. Here in, you know, post themselves, like, wrote a story themselves claiming that the people, the neo-Nazis, that, because blood and soil was a chant that was made in Charlottesville by the neo-Nazis. There were blood and soil, blood and soil, which is a very fascist kind of symbolism that was very popular. And they themselves said that, oh, here's a Montreal rally yeah. of, of like, you know, these people. And they're, they're, they're chanting or use of the term blood and soil, like proves that they are neo-Nazis. Yeah. So they themselves published an actual article claiming that saying that blood and soil is neo-Nazi or like, you know, like you're, you're in league with the, the white supremacists. And yet now they're trying to claim in, in their new article that like, oh, no, 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 this doesn't mean anything. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's about life and about flowers and about color and mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. So the National Post is it's already shown. They know exactly what blood and soil means. Yeah, they do. They made the direct connection like, you know, groups and neo-Nazis in uh, Charlottesville. And now they're saying like, oh, no, now something totally different. Yeah. Now so, blood and soil is a good thing. Yeah. Now blood and soil is a good thing. And it has no connection whatsoever to neo-Nazis. So that's that's why I've kind of linked this article as to show that, you know, they're they're full of crap. Oh, yeah. They know what it means. They're just totally, claiming totally it means full something of else. Crap. Yeah. So you can go back to the original article. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> demonstrate that the National Post is lying through their teeth because they know exactly oh, yeah. what uh, blood, and, blood and soil means. They're, they're, they're just making it up now to protect Freeland. Yeah. Ottawa's... <laughs> no. Yeah. This is stupid. It's also yeah, so stupid. Like, I don't know if you can read the parts here. Well, I can, like... When Canada joined the first rounds of sanctions against Russia, Ottawa's Russian embassy issued a statement accusing Canada of being a zealous sponsor of Ukrainian Nazism. Mm -hmm. So, apparently Russia, Russian diplomats have frequently alleged that Canadian foreign policy is disproportionately shaped by a Ukrainian-Canadian community that is flushed with fascist sympathizers. Mm -hmm. And then a classic KGB disinformation is smears accusing Ukrainians and Ukrainian Canadians of being far-right extremists or fascists or Nazis. We condemn all far-right and so, extremist views and organizations, whether they're in Russia, Ukraine, or Canada. The Deputy Prime Minister has no association with any far-right organizations. Well, your grandfather did. Well, they weren't far-right. They were socialist. Just yeah. like she's a socialist. Yeah. So... This is what they're doing. Like, first of all, they're running for the deputy prime minister. Okay, so they're they're trying to claim oh blood in the the colors like yeah. red and red or, and black. Oh, they have nothing to do with nationalism. Yeah, yeah, that you're 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 misinterpreting that. That's yeah. just information. Uh, that means nothing. It's like no, it literally does mean something because you yourself said it did. And then they said, like, you know, oh, well, it, it's not like neo-Nazi. Like, you know, like that guy was like, you that's, know, totally that's not totally connected. That different. Was like different before. But like we've shown that that's complete, you know, completely complete stupid lie. too. Right. And now they're trying to gaslight people to believe that, oh, if you're if you believe that this stuff means they, they, even in their own article, they, they even acknowledged that it has ties to neo-Nazi 
ridiculous. They just try to like downplay it, be like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And, and it's like, that's their whole thing. And then at the very end, they basically try to, um, they try to like, you know, like claim that, the, oh, this is all, you're being had, you're being played by like, Russian disinformation. disinformation. This is the, the same tactics that the federal government uses to try to like completely and totally, um, you know, gaslight people into believing. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> Russian disinformation when in well, reality yeah. the, the government's lying to you. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like any time that you try and bring up any of these things, mm-hmm. like we had a little mock sketch that we were planning to do. Yeah. Yeah. So like here, here, here's the, at the very end of the article, like, like we were kind of like, what, what do they, they say? Like, you know, oh, it's uh this a classic case of disinformation. Disinf- the guy from Disinfo. Oh, yeah. Right? So the, 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 whole, the whole it. thing. Yeah. Disinfo watch. And what they do is they, they trot out these experts and experts are like used by, uh, you know, in a loose form. They try to like basically say this expert says a word and suddenly they're right. And yeah. that's all they need. And like the magic word, it's it's really a magic word that's spoon fed to everyone who follows the stuff, and it's 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 a, basically a magic word that that suddenly makes everything makes you win every argument. Yep. So like you know the magic word is disinformation or misinformation. Or so conspiracy. let me give you an example. Well, let me give you an example. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say basically a, a reasonable statement, and then Stephen, you can use the magic word to show yep. that you know to win the argument. To basically mm-hmm. show it. So, like, you know, I'm going to say something like, uh, I don't know, let's say, uh, all, you know, vaccines are not for everyone. Every person should look at the risk factors and decide if a vaccine is right for them. Mm. What do you think? That seems like disinformation campaigns. Ah, crap. So, that's it. I've lost yeah. because you've said the magic word. So, the, the conversation's over and you've proven that I'm wrong. Or let me say something else. Let's say, you know what? I I think that Russia, you know, you know, Russia invading Ukraine is bad, but I also think that there's maybe a case to be made for like what what they're what they're up to or what their, you know, what their entire strategy is. Maybe it's like a smart strategy based on their their own goals. The, what do you think? The the government says that's misinformation. Misinformation. <laughs> you try, Stephen. You try saying a regular statement, and then oh. I'll, you know, I'll use my magic word. The yep. magic hammer. Um, the, the 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 vaccine is not safe and effective, as we've been told. Misinformation. Actually, I was going. It's to over. It's over. Theory. I've won. It's over. But <laughs> you are now you are now cancel cancel worthy. It's over for you. See, oh, this no. is the thing. This is the way that our society is being trained to believe. Like the social credit system works like that. Yeah. It's literally all you have to do is make a claim and not up with anything. The se- like the media does this all the time. They say, "Oh, that's misinformation." Done. Yeah. Done. Do you need any evidence? Nope. Do you no. need any proof? Nope. Do you even need to make an argument for why that's nope? You don't have to prove a thing. You just have to say the magic word, and it's true. And, it, and it's over. And you argument. You won. This is how our media works right now. And they, they, they don't even have to prove what they're saying. Right there, they make saying that, uh, oh, like, 
Like this is part of a Russian misinformation campaign. They have to provide an. That's true. No, they could just say it. They can literally just claim that this is like Russian disinformation, and they're done. Yeah, that's it. It's over. Like it's proof, proof enough. And this is people are gullible, and they fall for this garbage. Yeah. And yet, this is like the the ultimate tactic to win. Uh, it's like it's like the abortion argument. My body, my choice. Done. Yeah. Win. My yeah. crop. Well, oh, or even a better one in terms of the abortion argument is be like, well, you're a man. Yeah. And it's like, that's not an argument. And they're like, but you'll never have to go through it. And it's like, well, but what about this? You're a man. Yeah. Don't have to listen to yeah. you. Don't have to engage. It's like, yeah. this is, well, this is how entitled bullies argue with people. This is how brainwashed morons <laughs> have convinced themselves and how the media and the establishment have convinced them that this is how they argue. This is how you shut down rational debate, yeah. which they label as, oh, this is how you shut down disinformation, misinformation, conspiracy theories. Yeah. Because, oh, we can't allow those things to spread. We can't Hello? allow you to question Hi. the dogmatic Hello? narrative. Yeah. The narrow dogmatic view. Yeah, it's stigma. It is. Stigma is basically the, the weapon that this society chooses. It's all about stigma. It's like, if you have like, you know what? I'm not sure if vaccines are really that safe. Then it's stigma. Oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Like, well, you know, I think that the government might have some theorists. I think, yeah, I think the government might have ulterior motives in these lockdowns. So it's like conspiracy yeah. theories. That's the stigma. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I think that it might be bad or harmful to, to mandate for, it. To, to, to tell children that they, they can their gender at three years old. Oh, you're a, you're trans. You're a bigot. All of this. Yeah, this is stigma. This is bully tactics that are meant to make you comply. And just like that video we watched of that woman, everyone in that everyone in that scene, every single person, yeah, they, they were bullies everywhere. Like that lady at the behind the counter, she was a bully. That guy who came up with a big old smile, who's at airport security, he's a bully. Those people standing behind her line who are annoyed that she's, oh, she's in our way. She's an annoyance to us. They're all bullies. This is all bully behavior. Yeah. And so we are creating an entire society of bullies, and we're encouraging bullying behavior. And this is the stigma is, that's being spoon-fed to you. And, Stephen, how many people do you run into all the time from your regular life who, are, who have been conditioned and spoon-fed these stigma statements? In order to get you to comply, oh, like, it's it's the majority. It's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, people are being spoon-fed these things, and they yeah. just believe them. Because... And they just believe it wholesale because it's the government and it's the news, or at least the quote-unquote news that's telling it to them. And so, yeah. because they're like, "Oh, well, we they would never lie to us," mm -hmm. because they have this grandiose, childlike faith that the government is going to tell them what's right and what's wrong. Mass psychosis, or mass, what's it called? Um, mass, mass formation psychosis. Mass formation mass psychosis, formation that's psychosis. it. MFT, MFP, sorry. So, <laughs> all of that is very dreary, very depressing. Yeah. And things are getting bleak in the world. As we stated earlier, things are gargantuan dumpster fire. But that's why we're here. We're here to get, help you be shrewd and to get more information 
and know how to fight these things. Well, and we're also because... here to remind you that, like, this world is not all there is. Like, if mm-hmm. this world was all there is, we've said this multiple times, we'd be really depressed. <laughs> be, be like, the be world like, is ending. Gulp down my cookie dough ice cream. Oh, I'd be like, Kool Aid. <laughs> uh, Stephen showing the call. Haley's coming. Here we go. <laughs> it's over. We're gonna see the leader. Yep. Um, Anyways, that's gonna be the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for watching, listening. If you're following us on any of our radio platforms, BitChute, YouTube, Rumble, and YouTube, do not forget to give us a like, comment, subscribe, the whole kit and caboodle. If you want to be a part of any future episodes or segments. Send us a message, or you can contact us at theshrewdudes.com. And, of course, if you're following us on any of our text platforms like Gitter, Twitter, and Facebook, like, share, follow, everything alongside that. If you have any comments about how the show can be improved, please send them to us. We always like feedback. And if you're following us on any of our podcast platforms, of course, share this video, share this audio segment, and download it so that, of course the analytics and this the ai systems give us more pr- feedback and promotion you must help uh skynet yes exactly <laughs> feed the network <laughs> promote yeah, the podcast yeah. yes all right danny people. send us away all right so we're the shrewd dudes and we always like to remind you why be rude and you be shrewd exactly all right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Have a great weekend. We will see you on Tuesday for another Tuesday News Day. Until then, as always, God bless.